Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today happens to be Monday, um, the 24th of January. Um, I'm doing a daily lesson, and like I said, they will be preludes to how the devil fools the whole world. So I asked the question, how does the devil fool the whole world? And the answer is in every way possible. Now, we as the average human being, the average human species, um, a lot of times we can't wrap our heads around how, because we're living in this world, we're doing things, we're um, taking care of our day-to-day -day activities, we're doing whatever it is we need to do that's good for ourselves and our families. But what is that really? What are we doing? How are we, how are we taking care of ourselves and how are we taking care of our families? Well, in a lot of those ways, we are not living in a spiritual reality. I would say that. Because if the Most High is telling you um, in the form of Yahusha HaMashiach, if he is telling Yachanan to write it down and have the masses understand that, if he's telling you that the devil is fooling the whole world, naturally we are living in a world that is false. We are living our everyday falsely. We are being taught doctrines falsely. We are not even giving it a second thought. So like I said before, um, I, I'll be doing a couple of preludes that will lead up to how the devil is fooling the whole world. Now, if you go to the platform library, you will be able to um, pick some books. You know, there's a few, there's a few, um, I'm saying books, sorry. There's a few lessons there that discuss um, things in this area, like who the devil is, um, lies, you know, the lies, um, and some other things I can't think of off the top of my head, but it's in the library. If you go to the library, you'll be able to um, pick it out. And it's preludes to how the devil fools the whole world. Now, like I said in a previous lesson, in order for me to truly give you information about how the devil fools the whole world, I will be here for hours explaining to you in intricate detail how the devil fools the whole world. Well, we don't have that kind of time and the average person does not pay that much attention. The average person will pay um, attention 10% of what I would be talking about. So I would have to break it down and just give examples. And then when I'm ready to really break down the lesson, then you'll really understand because at that time, you would have already listened to all the lessons into the intricacies of how the devil is fooling the whole world. Now, in Revelation, it says that the devil fools the whole world except for the very elect. Now, why doesn't the devil fool the very elect? And I will also say this when I do that actual lesson. Why is it that he will fool the whole world except the very elect? Well, there's two reasons. Number one, the very elect belong to the most high. 
the most high is the father of spirits. The most high, I mean, the um, the devil cannot run nothing on uh, the most high. The most high also sends the devil to do what he needs to do. See, the most high is the father of spirits. He does whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it, okay? That's what the most high's job. And if you don't believe that, go into the scriptures because Yah said he created evil for his, uh, for his own reasons. And he uses it to get after whoever he needs to get after. And you can see that in the children of Israel being reprimanded until the consummation of time. Now we're not gonna get into that, but I'm telling you why the devil fools the whole world. That's number one. Number two, y'all said that he's gonna send a strong delusion. Since the whole world wants to walk in, in evil, all right, and you wanna, you wanna walk in evil and you wanna keep um, falling behind the devil, then I'm gonna create a strong delusion for everybody. And your ears are gonna be closed and your eyes are gonna be closed. And that's what's happening. Yeah, that's, that's what's happening. So y'all said he made everything that was made, even the direct things and it, things directly and indirectly. And that means that um, y'all can make something and then somebody makes something evil. Now y'all created the whole thing because if it's coming to life, y'all's breath, breathes it in. Not to say that Yah's evil, but whatever he made that was supposed to do a job, this thing turns around and does something else. So Yah allowed it to come to um, earth at whatever time and did whatever it needed to do. At a certain time, Yah is going to clear all this stuff up and it's called the consummation of time. And Yah is allowing all this stuff to happen until a certain time. Now, you can find that, what I said, and I'm talking loosely translation. You can find that in Matthew 24. You can find that in Luke 21. Um, it's, off, it's also in Mark, but I don't remember off the top of my head where it is in Mark. And in Revelation, you already know it's there. So um, things have to continue to play themselves out until a certain amount of time. Now, I also made a reference to a clock. When Adam, before that clock struck one, because there's little things before, you know, you look at a regular clock with all the notches and then you see the one, the two, the three. Before that thing got on the one, Adam sinned. So when he did that, the clock started. And like I said, we on the 11. We don't know. And hey, we might be on a notch next as well. I don't know where, I don't know where we are. I'm just saying we're close to the, um, the end of the time simply because Yah doesn't tell us when it is but he said watch for this just like the seasons just like you'll know how the seasons are watch for certain things to happen and we are seeing a lot of floods a lot of a lot of um inclement weather a lot of um things that are happening okay because i'm not sitting here going through all the stuff that's happening right now with quote unquote global warming and all this stuff and the reason why there is global warming is because the heathens are tra trampling down the earth and that is in revelation and that's in daniel that says that the is not saying it like that but it's saying that there are um humanity not humanity but you know the heathens are trampling down the earth it says that in daniel and in revelation not in those words, but that's my loose translation. <laughs> okay. Now, I want to talk about a social construct uh, that um, is about 
maybe 400 years old or 450 years old. I want to say 400 and probably 20 years old, something like that. And that's a pretty liberal. Um, it could be 405 years old. It could be 410 years old. I don't know how old it is, but that is like the cap, maybe 410, 415, I would say. And the reason why I say that is because that's when many of the things in the United States concerning people and the division of people have come about. So what I'm going to define right now, oh, before I do that, I just want to tell you the, the um, sorry, <laughs> I get ahead of myself sometimes. The, um, the title of this lesson is Black versus White. Um, and what it means on the earth and what it means to the most high. Now I'm going to say it again, black versus white and what it means on earth and what it means to the most high in the scriptures. Okay. And that's just that black versus white. Now, um, we know that living in the United States, and I'm just going to focus on the United States because the United States is supposed to be the leader of the quote unquote free world. We already know Europe too and all of that, but we will say that because most of the things come from the United States. And looking at the history of the United States, you can make your own determination on um, how you feel about it. Okay, um, social construct. That's what I'm getting ready to define. Now, I did define social construct before, and I will define it again because it's very important that you understand the social construct in terms of how the devil is fooling the whole world. Now, what is social construct? I am going to define it for you because I have looked it up in a dictionary. And as you know by now, I define words because words are important. Words are so important, not only carnally, words are important spiritually. So the words that we use, we should really give some real thought about them. This is why I define words when we start talking about uh, various topics, because just um, number one, um, like I said, words are important. Number two, people may not really understand the word or the root of where the word is coming from. And that's really important to know. So uh, when I do discuss something, I need you to fully understand what I'm saying because you need to become higher in your thought process and in your vibration, come higher in your spiritual vibration and stop staying carnal. So I need you to do that. This is why I define words and break stuff down as um, basic as I possibly can. So, okay. Um, who makes the rules on who, who makes the rules on who is who and what is what, excuse me, meaning who makes up all these rules that we in the United States and in the world, um, all live by. So that's what I have to say. Since I'm in the United States, this is how it is. Uh, you can do your own um, research and homework. That's what I do before I open my mouth because 
I do not like to come and start saying stuff from my own head because I know I have to, if I'm on a platform and I'm trying to bring a message, I'm trying to be as honest as I can. I'm trying to be as forthright as I can. I'm trying to be as real and as truthful as I can without being um, insulting or um, um singling anybody out I would say it like that I'm trying to be truthful and I need people to be open and I need for them to humble themselves because no one is here to hurt anyone else no one is here to um, belittle anyone else and no one's here to harm or abuse anyone else this uh, channel is for truth only and it is what it is it just is what it is so okay now, um, I am going to define social construct, and this is pretty much who makes the rules. Okay, so um, what is a social construct? And we need this because Europeans make up the words black and white. So a social construct or construction concerns the meaning, notion, or connotation placed on an object or event by a society and adopted by the inhabitants of that society with respect to how they view or deal with the object or event. In that respect, a social construct is an idea would be widely accepted as a natural by the society, a major focus of social constructionism, excuse me. Okay, so you know that, um, hold on you know that a social construct is made up by the society, okay, the largest society. So the people in the United States, the, um, the um, majority of the people in the United States are from Europe. We also know that Europeans in history conquered many, many nations. So the people in Europe and the people um, even all over have had a, um, they have had a um, time of rule in the nations, okay? So I'm talking about United States now. Can you see that? Perfect in the, excuse me. Um, perfect in the, in the um, it's in the uh, refrigerator at the bottom. Put all that food in there, put a little bit of water in it, turn it, please. Sorry. So, um, we know that from European rule that they make these social constructs. So as far as um, I would say, my, um, my nation has been here for 400 and some odd years, we have had to comply with these rules. So that is why this is important because a social construct is something that the majority rulers have put together. So we have to, we have to um, know that before I go into black and white. Put it all in there, thank you. Okay, so just know what the social construct is and how it was made up. Now, when was it made up? Maybe 420 years ago, maybe 410, but in the 400 range, that's when it was, black and white. Yes, because in biblical times, there was no black and white, although, the obvious, um, because I will be reading scriptures that have black and white in it, the obvious um, thing 
uh, to note, even if there was black and white thousands of years ago, and I'm sure it was because people were very intelligent back then. Um, spirits was dealing with people directly back then. This is why people to this day don't know how certain pyramids and stuff like that has gone together because spirits have helped man do certain things and it's not good ones either. But anyway, I digress. So um, please note um, social construct in your mind and don't forget it. Okay, now. Remember that I told you that the devil fools the whole world. Well, one way is to use the names black and white for people. And I'm gonna tell you what the real thing is, but this is the social construct that I'm telling you. Okay. Um, and we all know how those names are used today, which mainly separate and oppress. This is the, uh, the point and the purpose of using these names. Okay. We are going to discuss those terms and explore what they really mean. Because remember, the devil is a liar, says the scripture, and he was a liar from the beginning. And he continues to lie, so we will continue to call him on his lies. Um, also, people um, are called black and white, white is right, black is dirty, and devilish and evil. Well, we will also explore that via the scriptures um, and reality and truth okay i'm gonna call out the scriptures because i have typed in the scriptures black and i typed in the scriptures white and i'm gonna read to you what came up okay now the dictionary defines the word black as an adjective okay um of the very darkest color owing to the absence of or complete absorption of light the opposite of white okay and um, there's some synonyms for that uh, particular um, definition because there's a few definitions here. Um, dark, pitch black, um, pitch dark, jet black, inky, coral black, blackish, sable, um, etc. Okay, um, and then it says the second definition is belonging to or denoting a human group having dark colored skin, especially of sub-Saharan African ancestry. And I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about that too. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that too. So don't forget that sub-African, sub excuse me, Saharan African ancestry, because that's not 100% true. So, okay. And um, the third definition is characterized by tragic or disastrous events causing despair or um, pessimism. And the synonyms for that is tragic, disastrous, calamitous, um, catastrophic, cataclysmous, ruinous, etc. Okay, now the noun of black is the black color or pigment. And um, a situation of not owing money to a bank or of making a profit in a business or operation. You know, when they say, oh, in the black means that you have a surplus, okay? Um, and um, in that case, it says in funds, debt-free, those are the synonyms, solvent. Okay, um, another uh, verb, remember I'm still in the, um, the definition of black, um, make something black or blacken. That's the color, actually, color like the crayon. And this says darken. Now I'm getting ready to get into it. That 
like like I said, like something black and like the crayon black. And it says an example will be the house was packed with bullet holes and blackened by smoke. Now the synonyms for that is blackened, darkened, dirty, make dirty, make sooty, make smoky, stain, grind, begrind, befouled, and soiled. Okay. Now. I'll also discuss this, and this is also a definition. Um, it gives you a little piece of information. It says, black is a mysterious color that is typically associated with the unknown or negative, or the negative, excuse me. The color black represents strength, seriousness, power, and authority. Black is a formal, elegant, and prestigious color, authoritative and powerful. The color black can evoke strong emotions and too much black can be overwhelming. This is what it says, okay? And then it's, um, I wanna give you a little piece of information, but I'm, I'm gonna hold it in regards to vitamin D. I want to add something about vitamin D, but I want to go through black and white before I get to the vitamin D part because this is important for all people of color, even Caucasians, it's important for them too. And I'm not gonna get to the vitamin D yet, but it is important. So I am gonna discuss it, but I'm not gonna get to it yet. Okay, now I'm gonna define white. Okay, now white is um, having the color of new snow or milk. Okay, and there's a few definitions. Um, light or pale in color, um, clear, transparent, um, less commonly white, relating to any various population groups considered or having light pigmentation of the skin. Okay, and then it says, no, the meaning of white as it represents, excuse me, as it relates to population groups in the United States 2020 census, which stipulates that the category of quote unquote white includes all individuals who identify with one or more nationalities or ethnic groups originating in Europe, the Middle East or North Africa. Now, I'm gonna have to put a pin in that. They did not originate from there. Okay, it, when it says originating Europe, I agree. Middle East, no, and North Africa. Now, like I said, European nations came and they conquered. Okay, today you see that, but in early times, they were nowhere to be found. Nowhere. And that's the truth. Do your own research. Okay, so um, I'm going to continue to read. Um, mm, mm, mm. Okay, white of or relating to white people or their culture books from the canon of white literature from the former stereotypical and racist association of good character with Northern European descent dated offensive marked by upright fairness that's mighty or white of you. Okay, no, this use of white is sometimes used ironically, free from spot or blemish, such as free from, free from moral impurity, innocent. <sighs> the pure white heart of the devout, marked by wearing of white by the woman as a symbol of purity, a white wedding, not intended to cause harm, a white lie, magic, 
Darkaic, favorable, fortunate, one of white days of his life. Okay, I'm still on the definition of white. Um, white as a noun. Um, the color of pure snow, the margins of the page, etc., if uh, re reflecting nearly all the rays of the sunlight or similar light and comparatively light in color. Um, a person belonging to any various population groups considered of having light pigmentation of the skin, white mammal, um, white colored products such as flower, um, any numerous butterflies. Okay, now we talk about butterflies and et cetera. Okay, um, the um, archimatic, achromatic, excuse me, object color of greatest lightness characteristically proceed to belong to objects that reflect diffusely um, nearly all incident emergency throughout the visible spectrum. That's basically what it is. Okay. Um, a hue completely disacerbated by a mixture, yeah, admixture with white, the highest value possible. I don't even know what that means. Okay, so this is what I read in regards to both of the definitions, black and white. As you can see, just giving you um, those definitions, and there's a multitude of def definitions. As you can see, you already understand or have an idea of what white means and what black means, okay? And what it is given to groups of people. So right there is already, ha it has your, um, your um, mind telling you um, what's beautiful and white, uh, excuse me, beautiful and light and bright and wonderful and what's dark and ugly. And so there's been thousands of um, um, studies and all of this stuff. So right there, you already know that the devil is a liar. Okay, the devil's a liar because the devil tells you one thing in the world and the most high tells you something else in, uh, about the world. And the most high tells you to come out of the world because it's full of lies, okay? Because the devil roams around like a lion seeing who, may, who he may devour. You already know that there's lies. The devil is the father of this air, the prince of this air. And those people that's lying right with him is either children or they deceived. So right now we already read what the social construct of white and black are. Now the truth I'm going to tell you is there's no such thing as white and black. Surely the colors are right on the money. But as far as people go, there's no such thing as white people. There's no such thing as black people. Okay, if you really look at it, there's no such thing as white and black people. There is a spectrum of melanation. On the right hand, we have deeply, richly melanated people. On the left hand, we have people with not a drop of melanin in them. In between the right and the left is the spectrum of melanation. That's the truth. The social concept that is made up in the world is not the truth. So that's what I have to say about that. Now I'm gonna get on to the vitamin D. Vitamin D is important. I'm just gonna talk about a little bit of um, a medical. Vitamin D is important. You can only get vitamin D two ways. 
the first way, the original way to get vitamin D is from the sun. The people who they call black are the melanated people, the sun people, okay? Those are the original people that was here. Their skin was made for the sun because they lived in the sunny areas. Think about the whole seven continents. If it was one big landmass, where the people originated from? We already know where humanity originated from. We are not going there. What I'm saying is the original people are melanated because they came from a certain area and they traveled. They did not come from the mountains. They did not come from the mountain. They did not come from the cliffs of the rocks. This is scripture I'm talking about. There are people that came from the cliff of the rock. There are people who came from the mount and they mixed with melanated people. And that's the truth and that's history. Now, melanated people need the sun. They came from a place that was sunny. That's where they came from. Today, where the seven continents are and there's people all over the world, there's melanated people and there's non-melanated people everywhere. But the melanated people came from a specific place. And the non-melanated people came from a specific place too. But I'm only talking about the melanated people right now. Okay. Do melanated people need sun? Yes. Not only is um, vitamin D imperative for all people, but more for melanated people than anybody because they are the sun people. Not only is, they get vitamin D from the sun. Not only is vitamin D a vitamin, it's the enzyme that the body needs. So much so that your body gets out of whack when it doesn't have it. Now there's people that's melanated all over the world. And when they are not in the sunniest part of the earth, then they lack vitamin D and they lack the enzymes that they need. And I mean, they're vital. And if you don't believe that, do your own research. The average doctor will not tell a, mel a melanated person that they need melanin. It could be something wrong with you and you have no idea what it is and it's connected to the lack of vitamin D that you need, okay? Do a little bit of homework on that, okay? It's important to note because like I said, that, that, um, that, um, Hold on. That social construct with black and white, melanated people being black and non-melanated people being white, melanated people need vitamin D and they need a lot of it. And I'm going to read something to you in regards to that. Okay. Now, it says, in regards to vitamin D, I'm going to talk about the color, the melanated color that they are calling black, and I'm going to discuss what it, what it means. Okay, adjective, blacker, blackest. This is why you need vitamin D. Being a color that lacks hue and brightness and absorbs light without reflecting any of the rays composing it. They label the boxes with the black permanent, oh, okay. Black permanent market, absence of light, blah, blah, blah. But remember what I just said. The color at one extreme end of the scale weighs opposite to white. 
But remember what it says. Remember what I just said. The color that lacks a hue and brightness and absorbs the light without reflecting any rays composing it. Now, that's important because in certain parts of, of, of North America and even the continent of North America, um, there's four seasons. A melanated person needs light all the time. They need light all the time. Not only does the lack of vitamin D, remember the sun gives the body vitamin D. Also the vitamin D itself, the synthesized vitamin D also gives you vitamin D, but the average melanated person does not take vitamin D because a doctor never told them to. Now vitamin D is like your pinky. You need that pinky. But if nobody never told you that you needed the pinky, you'll be working without that pinky. So this is how vitamin, this is how vital vitamin D is to a melanated person. It affects your mental health and it affects your body. I have to say that because I am talking about two nations of people, two types of nations of people. And on the right side, the melanated people are not getting what they need, along with being called black. Now, if somebody said that they're not black and they melanated, they're right, because that's a social construct. That's something that society made up. The truth is you are melanated. That's science, okay? For all those people who keep saying, oh, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, I believe in science. Check with the scientists. Check and do some research and you will see. But no, people keep going with the social, um, with the social construct. Go with the science. That's one way I would say, go with the science because science tells us there's melanated and non-melanated. Yes, that's science. Okay, and I just told you about the uh, scientific evidence of vitamin D. So for those who are listening to me, checking the vitamin D, trust me, you need it. An average doctor will not tell a melanated person that they need vitamin D. Now, if they, if they have integrity, they would, but we already, you know, <laughs> moving on. Okay, now I already went into white, but now I'm gonna talk about the vitamin D or the sunlight with white skin or non-melanated skin or non-pigmented skin or lack of melanation. And it says here, okay, um, wait a minute. Where is it, where is it, where is it? Okay. Color, a color, um, now the description, I'm still in the white description, but this is in regards to the, um, the melanin and um, vitamin D. A color without hue at one extreme end of the scale, grays and opposite of black. A white surface reflects light of all hues completely and diffusely. Most so-called whites are very light grays. Okay, we already talked about that. Um, okay, um, uh, excuse me, incident light, but to be strictly white, snow would have to reflect 100% of the incident light. It is ultimate limit of a series of shades of color. Okay, that's just talking about white color, um, but it is, hold on. Where is it? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The color of pure snow 
um, of the margins of the space, reflecting nearly all the rays of sunlight or a similar light. And it says light in comparatively light in color. Now, just this one little section, it says reflecting nearly all the rays of sunlight. Now, with a person that's non-melanated, they, do, they don't need that much sun. Non-melanated people do not need much sun. And I say this again, because it's important. These are two different types of nations. This is the nation that doesn't need much sun and they lived in the cliffs of the rock. They lived in the mount. This is scriptural. They didn't need the sun. The sun wasn't nowhere near them, aside from, you know, just having his rays. The sun was beating down on the melanated people and that's what it's supposed to do. That's what the melanated people was there for. They was made for the sun, okay? They used to call them the sun people way in biblical days, okay? So I say that about white and black right now because those that social construct is a negative connotation to uh, oppress one nation against another, okay? So that's that. Now I am on uh, the reality, the reality of color or lack thereof. Now I'm just gonna give you a little bit of, little sum sign, okay. Um, the reality of black or melanation, and even though there's, you know, melanation, I just made it a melanation. Okay. Um, which is in its original form. Okay. Now I'm getting ready to talk about what's white and what's black or what's white and what's dark or natural, I would say in its natural form. Um, remember I said the social construct, white and black, is made to oppress or suppress. And that is the truth. So now I'm getting ready to talk about the things that we use every day, the things that we deal with every day in terms of food, in terms of um, products, in terms of anything. Okay. So this is the reality of it. Okay. Now, the social construct says, and I just um, read to you, that um, black is not good, right? I already said that it was dirty, it was dark and it was black, it was grimy, it was befouled. I already told you that, okay? That's in the definition of black. And white is innocent, pure, um, favorable, fortunate, etc. okay? Now I'm gonna give you a real truth. Anything that's in its original form is not white. It's not white at all. It's any other color but white. It's not, okay? Okay. Um, food that is not bleached um, is in its natural state is better for you. Um, it will not harm the body. It doesn't cause diseases. It is less processed, which has been whited out of, if it's white, it's whited out of all of its nutrients. And then is treated, quote unquote, with processed nutrients in order for it to be partially and substantially nutritious for the body. Excuse me, nutritious for the body. Now that's the truth. I'm gonna give you some examples. 
flour, white flour, white wheat, white sugar, white rice, white uh, refined coconut, refined shea butter, any kind of processed oil, any refined products that are stripped of its impurities, quote unquote, is if it's not stripped, it's in its natural state, 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 which is brown or dark. Sugar's not white. Before sugar is processed, it's not white at all. When you bleach it and you do all of these horrible things to it, that's when it's white. And it lasts forever. And it kills your body. I say uh, sugar itself is the devil. Okay. So is um so is white rice, white wheat, white flour, all of that. So where is it that white is favorable and better and this and that? The truth is white is not good for you. Okay, and this is a social construct by the masses. Okay, and that's the truth. Okay, everything in this, everything, even chocolate, but chocolate will still be chocolate because dark chocolate is uh, bitter and, and it has all its nutrients for you. But as soon as they strip it and take the cocoa butter out of it, um, separate it with the cocoa butter and then put it in milk chocolate, it's not good for you no more. Even though it's brown, it's not black. Cause it's a cocoa bean it's black anyway back to what i was saying now i i already defined the words black and white i told you what a social construct means which means the um the um i'm sorry i'm reading something society makes it Society is the one who makes these rules and regulations that people are following. And like I already told you, what the scripture says, who rules this world? The devil is the prince of the air. What does Yah the Most High say? He says, come out of her. Because the, the whole world is not his friend. If you're the friend of the world, then you're not his friend. That's what he says. Now, who's making the rules? The world. What does the Most High say? Okay. Now. Okay, now we are on the scriptures. Now, again, we're talking about black and we're talking about white. Just the, the words black and white. Now, I typed the words black and white in the scriptures, and I'm going to tell you what I got. What popped up? I just typed black. And, and scriptures came up and then I typed white and scriptures came up. So I want you to understand in what connotation this is being used and who the scriptures are talking to. And then after that, I'm gonna get real specific. But I just wanna go into the black and white first. Okay, this is what the scriptures say about black and white. I typed in black first and this is what it says. And there's a whole bunch of them, so I have to, it's so many that I cannot possibly read them without going on and on and on. So I'm going to read maybe six or seven. I don't know. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, maybe six or seven, I will. And this is what it says. It says, Genesis 1 and 26. Then the Most High said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now this is black. 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. That's number one. Revelation, um, okay, sorry. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, and the most high is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Then Revelation 4 and 3 says, and he who sat there had the appearance of a jasper and a carmelian, which is a sardis, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Then John 3 and 16 says, for the most high soul of the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Then Genesis 1 and 27 says, so the most high created man in his own image and in the image of the most high, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then Revelation 21 and 11 says, having the glory of the most high, Yah, its radiance like the most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. Deuteronomy 10 and 17 says, for the most high Yah, your Elohim is Elohim of gods and lords of lords. The great and mighty and the awesome Elohim who is not partial and takes no bribe. Revelation 14 and 12 says, here is a self for all the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of the most high Yah and their faith in the Mashiach. This is all when I typed in black. Then it says Hebrews 10 and 26. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says, do your best to present yourself to the Most High Yah as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Genesis 1 and 29 says, and the Most High said, behold, I have given you every plant yield and seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. Hebrews 6 and 6 says, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they are crucifying once again the Son of the Most High to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. Galatians 6 and 7 says, do not be deceived. The Most High Yah is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. 1 Corinthians or 1 Corinthians 15 and 22. For as in Adam all die, so also in the Mashiach shall all be made alive. And the last one I'm going to read is Romans 12, excuse me, Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that 
by testing, you may discern what is the will of the most high that, excuse me, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, that's what I read when I just typed black in. That's it. Now, what I know about the scripture, I'm going to tell you. Okay? I'm going to tell you this. This is what I know about the scriptures. I know that every person in the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, was melanated. I know this for a fact. I know this to be truth, not only for a fact, a true fact, because what I told you before, facts change and, um, and you know, every time new information becomes available. So facts will always change. So if you say, oh yeah, I know this for a fact. Okay, well, this will be that until something changes, but the truth never changes, never. Okay. And the devil is a liar. And that's what the most high said and his one and only begotten son, Yahushua HaMashiach says it. So if they say he's a liar, then he's a liar. And, and when I tell you that the devil has his children, just like um, the most high um, Yasharel set apart people has children too, when he cursed Eve and the devil in um, Genesis 3, between 14 and 16, Okay, the devil has children and the most high has children or Eve and her children have children. Okay, so you know there's the devil's children's too and the whole world is being fooled. And that, that social construct, black and white is full of bull. But I'm gonna tell you what I know about the scriptures in terms of quote unquote black and white. Okay, Lamentations is from um, Jeremiah. Jeremiah wrote the book of Lamentations. And this is in the Old Testament. This is what he says in regards to the lamentation of the children of Israel going into bondage. Now, remember, the people who are melanated people need a son. Back in the days, it wasn't seven continents. They was where they were supposed to be. And they was in the sun. Okay, and that's why they melanated because Yah kissed them with melanation to protect them from the sun. Okay, and this is what it says. Lamentations 5 and 10. Our skin was black like an oven because of the terrible famine. Now, whose skin turns black? Whose? Even if you brown skin, consider brown skin on a spectrum. If you in the sun and you got melanin and your body is made for that sun, you gonna turn black. So what did Jeremiah say? His Skin along with Yasharel's skin turned black because of the famine. Would any other skin turn black because they're not eating? Think about that. Next, Song of Solomon. Now, who is Solomon? Solomon was King David's son. Uh huh. Song of Solomon. One and five, I am black, but beautiful. O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. What did he say he was? Black and beautiful? Think about that. Now, I'm going to say two other scriptures too. There's a lot of other scriptures 
But until you start really learning about the scriptures, those people who may not know the scriptures, you will not have an idea of who these people are. I told you they're original people. They all melanated. Everybody at that time was melanated. At a certain time, there were there was other people, other way, other places. And a certain at a certain time, they did not come to play. And I mean, they did not come into the picture when I say come to play. They did not come into the picture until later. Okay. This Old Testament is a history book for the children whose ancestors are in the book. And I already told you just now whose ancestors is in the book. Now I'm getting ready to say this in regards to Yahushua HaMashiach, who they call Jesus Christ, okay, going to Egypt. Now you may wonder, these are the people who don't know or may not, you know, have an idea. You may wonder, now I'm, I'm going to talk about something carnally and then I'm going to talk about something spiritually. The average person who went to school, and I know, you know, um, there's different generations, and I'm going to talk about generations in another lesson, but there's different generations that were under the influence of the social construct. And when they went to school and people talked about, they, did, they never talked about Africa, but if they ever say Africa, they would always separate Egypt from Africa. So the average person back then did not know that Egypt was in Africa. So when they say Egypt, they just thought it was somewhere else. And this is without doing your own research. No, this is the average melanated person in uh, different generations. So people just automatically thought it was somewhere else until they start looking at it, until they start showing the pyramids, until they start showing the people on the pyramid walls. Some was black and some was even blacker. And then for some odd reason, there was light ones that wasn't there before. <laughs> but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> I'm just going to say, now there's, there's documentation that Yahusha, um, his mother Miriam, her name was not Mary, her name was Miriam, and you, Yosef, went into Egypt. The Most High Yah told him to go into Egypt, okay, at a certain time. Not only that, you see that the history, even before that, the history, Yasharel kept running back and forth into Egypt. It was a time that um, the Most High said, don't go back there because I'm going to destroy Egypt. And that's still a prophecy. But anyway, you would note throughout the Old Testament that they kept going in and out of Egypt. Now, why? Why would they keep running in and out of Egypt? The average person that is under the spell of a social construct would think, why would the why would a white person run into Egypt? They never even gave it a thought. And hide. Why would a white person run into Egypt and hide? Because their thought would be everybody in Egypt was white. But the truth of the matter is, like I said, I'm talking social construct now. I'm not talking about the reality of melanated and non-melanated people. I'm talking about the social construct that society put together, the white and black. It wasn't true. It's not true. It's not true that a white person would run into Egypt. If it, if it was a white person, why would they would never run into Egypt? Because that's just like today's times, a white person running into Botswana or running into Ghana 
into that district when it's all these black people. You would stick out like a sore thumb. So what I'm saying is the scriptures are of a, they are for and of a particular people, especially the Old Testament. And they are melanated people because the fact of the matter and the true fact, the truth of the matter, I ain't even gonna say fact. The truth of the matter was everybody was melanated in that area because it's the sun. Okay, that's number one. The sun was beating down on everybody. That's number one. Somebody with no melanation could not live there without getting cancer or getting sick because that's how hard the sun beats down on you. Even now, even now, it gets you. You have to be equipped, baby, with that melanin. So now I go back and I'm saying scripturally. Okay, that was carnally I'm just talking about. Now I'm talking about scripturally. If you could go to Egypt today or tomorrow or even look up Egypt, um, hieroglyphics, I can't even pronounce it right now, but the hieroglyphics that's on the wall. How do you pronounce that? Pronounce that word. Thank you. The hieroglyphics that's on the wall. And I still may be saying it wrong. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. And all the images are on the wall. They are of melanated skin. Now I'm going to tell you something else too, before I say this, all melanated people are not related. That's what people need to understand too. Because in the United States, they call people that's melanated African-Americans or black. Black is a social construct that society made up, just like they call people Indians. Nobody's an Indian. They're Native American. Nobody's an Indian. Okay, uh, not unless the East, you know, the Eastern East Asians that they call Indians, they're East Asians. Black people that they call in the United States, they're not even black. They're melanated Yasharel. That's who they are. They are not black. They are not African Americans because they're not related to Africans. And I'm getting ready to prove that to you in a minute. I'm just letting you know this is the truth. This is no lie. If you do scientific research, do your own research, then you will know. What did I say about social constructs? They made up by society. What is happening in the world and who rules the world? The devil. And what does he do? Lie. He is the prince of this air and he has children that lie just like him. Yeshua said it in the New Testament. Now I'm gonna read something. Yeshua going to Egypt. As we obviously know, the Egyptians were melanated. And as we obviously see on the walls of the pyramids, that's what we see, melanated people. But why would Israel be running into Egypt? Why? Why would they keep running into Egypt? Why would um, Yah, the Most High tell um, Yosef, yeah, Yahosef and uh, Miriam to run into Egypt? Why? because they wouldn't find them among the melanated people. That's the answer. And I'm gonna tell you something else. Uh, Joseph, the brother of the 12 brothers of Israel, when they haven't seen their brother in years, they thought he was an Egyptian and he was their brother and he didn't, they didn't know who he was. Did they all have the same color? Yes, they did. There's too many, examples and instances in the scriptures that give you the information 
that everybody's melanated. Mm -hmm. And that's in the Old Testament. Everybody's melanated there. There's too many examples. But like I said, the most high says, since you want to keep believing in lies, I am going to throw out a strong delusion. What is a strong delusion? It's a spirit that keeps people's eyes closed and their ears closed. Meaning you cannot spiritually discern and understand what's happening in those scriptures. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. The Ruach is not dealing with you if y'all close your ears and your eyes. Once he starts dealing with you and the Ruach starts dealing with you, then you will understand who's light, who's black, who's this, who's that. We already know nobody's black. We just know that it's a social construct that society made up in Europe and in the Americas because there's no such thing as white and black. It's only melanated and non-melanated when it comes down to people because it's pigments. That's what it is. And that's the truth. Now I'm going to say this. Scriptures knowing um, the end of the indication of melanin. Matthew 2, 13 through 15. And this is what it says. And they were departed. Behold, the angel of the Most High appeared to Jehoshaphat in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, Yahushua, and Miriam, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Harut will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose and took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And they were there until the death of Harud, that it might be filled, which was spoken of the Most High by the prophets saying, and out of Egypt, I call my son. I'm gonna say one more thing. When the world uh, conquerors. There was um, world conquerors in early human history and in biblical history that conquered most places of the world. So what did I say about one nation conquering another? When one nation conquers another, the conquering nation gets rid of all the nation who they conquered, their stuff, gets rid of their stuff. You will have to conform to them. You have to um, be indoctrinated into their doctrine. And that's what happened. So right now, is the whole world fool? Yes. It says it too many times in the scripture. The whole world's fool. Y'all said he said in a strong delusion and the devil's roaming around lying to everybody. That's what's happening right now. Now, with that, I'm getting ready to go into white. What the scriptures say about white. Okay, that's what it said about black. Now I'm getting ready to tell you what it say about white. Now I just typed white in. That's it. King James Version on BibleGateway.com. This is what it says about white. And it's, um, it's not that many. One, two, three, four. It's Four. This is what it says about white. Numbers 12 and 10. This is King James I'm referencing. It says, and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked up 
upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Jeremiah 49 and 10 says, but I have made Esau bear. I have uncovered his secret places and he shall not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled and his brethren and his neighbors, and he is not. Okay. Now this is uh, Luke 17, 12 through 15. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Yahusha, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified the Most High Yah. Matthew 8, 2 and 3. And a leper came to him and bowed down before him. He's talking about Yahshua. And said, Most High, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Yahshua stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now I'm gonna give you a little bit, of, a little piece of information about leprosy. Leprosy is a nasty disease um, of the skin um, and it turned melanated skin white. There's some kind of bacteria on the skin and it turned it white and pussy. And it was very important to note within the scriptures because it is mentioned how many times? Numerous times in the scriptures, okay? Um, and then um, it says the terror of leprosy. Leprosy was the, the scourge of the ancient world. And then it says leprosy in the scriptures. Leprosy is a vivid and graphic physical picture of the spiritual defilement of sin. So melanated skin was turned white with some type of skin disease that had sores on it and all that. So actually, you know, leprosy would make skin just turn from its natural original color to white. And that was sinful. So now you understand what Yahoo, excuse me, the Most High said about Esau that he hated him and he stripped him bare. He stripped his melanin from him. So he can't hide nowhere, just like Yahshua, Miriam, and Yehoseph when they ran into Egypt. Everybody was the same skin color. So how could you weed people out? Now I'm just getting ready to get carnal. If it was a white person running into a black area, would the white person stand out? Okay. So now, I am going to define the word fair and I am going to define the um, Noah's children, okay? Because remember, when the flood um, ended and Noah and his children and their wives and Noah's wife got out the ark, they repopulated the earth. So I want to be able to read something to you from a popular um dictionary okay so first 
I'm, this is the definition from the um, Zadavan Compact Bible Dictionary that was written by um, Jewish scholars, I, I guess. Okay. It tells you all that information inside of it, but I didn't read it. I just have the dictionary, which is a popular dictionary because usually when you, when you're studying the word, what you want to have is a, a couple of um, Bibles. You want to have the King James Version. Maybe, depending on who is doing this study, they may have an Amplified Bible and they will have a Sefa if they're smart because the Sefa, they went back to the original scrolls and made it very close to it now that we have more of an understanding as human beings. But they will have a Siva, a King James Version, a Amplified Bible. They will have a, um, a uh, Bible dictionary. And they will have a, um, it's another, um, it's another uh, book they would have. And it will have all of this information. It's a wealth of information. And I cannot remember it off the top of my head. It's a, uh, um, mm, I forgot it off the top of my head, but I do have it. And I don't want to run downstairs and get it. But you have that when you really want to do some research. Okay. You have those, um, those tools to do real research on it. So I'm going to the Bible dictionary and I'm going to define what I'm going to say. Now, many, many places in the scriptures will say that somebody's fair. And what I have run into and many other people have run into in regards to these social constructs is that they say fair is a white person or somebody white, but that's not true. Okay, that's not true. So now I'm getting ready to read from the Bible dictionary what fair means. This is what it means. The word fair in the scriptures, according to the Zondervan Compact Dictionary, Bible Dictionary, um, the word fair means beautiful attractive, unspotted, making a fine display, good weather, and no preference to complexion. That's what fair means. I'm going to tell you something else too that is another lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> when people say, oh, that person's fair or she's fair as light-skinned, that is one definition of a um, of fair, but it's not the definition. Just like I read the definitions of black and white. Do you see how many definitions I had? It's not one exact definition. The same thing with science. Science has multi-definitions, but they will use this one definition to um, cover their um, point. And that's not how it works. Science has many definitions. Uh, the word black has many definitions. The word white has many definitions. And this is where the devil trips you up because the devil will use that one definition to mean it's something else and people will believe it. Because remember, I told you the devil fools the whole world. Now I just told you what the definition of fair means. And I will prove to you, there's the one of, um, one of the shows on Broadway in New York had a Broadway show called Broadway show called My Fair Lady. Now it wasn't my white lady. It was my beautiful lady. My fair lady, meaning beautiful lady, not white. So I'm telling you that when you see the word fair in the Bible, it does not mean white. I will also tell you too, 
that the Bible has been tampered with. You already understand through the um, the um, breaking down of different languages in the scriptures, you find these crazy words. Every time you, every time a, um, a dictionary, if they're not going back and leaving the word as pure as possible, they change it. From the King James to the New King James to the this to the that to the da 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 to the NIV to the this Bible that Bible, all the words are mixed up. That's why they say the best Bible to use is the King James because King James paid Hebrews to decipher that. He paid them. They didn't try to do it themselves. And a lot of people, their first Latin Bible, they tried to do it themselves. It has so many errors in it, but they still used it for Jesus. They still used it for Joseph and all these DMJs. They used it and they even, uh, the, uh, the apostles' names was changed, but not the prophets. And you can see that the prophets, all the prophets had Yah in their name if they didn't have El. Now tell me if that's not a lie from the pit of hell. So now I'm moving on. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about um, um, Noah's children. And this is what I'm going to say. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read about Ham, I'm gonna read about Japheth, I'm gonna read about Shem, and I'm gonna define a word, the word ruddy, okay? Now remember, everybody in the Old Testament was melanated, everybody. There's no need to describe somebody who's melanated if everybody's melanated. Now, if somebody wasn't melanated, then you could describe them, but nobody was described. And I'm gonna tell you who was described. I'm going to tell you, Esau was described, Noah was described, and, um, and David was described, and I'm, going, I'm getting ready to get to it right now, and they were described, um, David was described as ruddy, what does ruddy mean, brownish of color, like a sardine stone, stone like red brown, that's how it was, so there was different types of melanin in it. There wasn't people with no melanin because it don't say it. It doesn't say um, uh, alabaster, nowhere in it. It doesn't say anything like that. So anyway, get back to what I was saying. Now I'm going to talk about him. These are Noah's sons that repopulated the world. The son, Ham um, is the son of Noah. He became the progenitor of the dark races, not the Negroes, but the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, the Libyans, and the Canaanites. This is what the dictionary is saying. I'm going to say it again. Okay. And remember, everybody's melanated at this time. Everybody. And remember, those who lived in the mount, those who lived in the cliffs of the rock, those were the light races. And what did Esau do? Esau went and he mixed with them. That's why y'all don't like Esau. Do your homework, people. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Ham, the son of Noah, he became the progenitor of the dark races. Not the Negroes, but the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, the Libyans, and the Canaanites. To this day, 
Syria and all that said they come from Canaan. They Canaanites. They are Canaanites. That's what they say. They don't have no problem telling you who they are. They know who they are. Now I'm going to read Japheth. The son of Noah had seven sons. Descendants, his descendants occupied the isles of the Gentile. What did it say? I'm going to read it again. Japheth, the son of Noah, he had seven sons. Descendants occupied the isles of the Gentile. He's the progenitor of what they call the white people. Was he white in the beginning? No. He wasn't because everybody was melanated. Just like Esau. Esau didn't have melanin. Esau didn't have melanin, but his mother, his father, his grandfather, this one, that one, this one. They was all melanated. Yah took his melanin away. It doesn't mean that he was from another um, nation. Okay? So understand what I'm saying. Now I'm getting ready to get to Shem. Because this is where the lie comes from. There's another lie about the three brothers. Between Ham, Japheth, and Shem. Okay? And I'm going to say, so, uh, I'm gonna say a lot after I read this. Anyway. Shem. The son of Noah, the progenitor of the Semitic, Shemitic line. Now, this is what I'm going to say to you. What did it say about Japheth? It's the Isle of the Gentiles, right? Okay, the Isle of the Gentiles. You already know Gentiles are not melanated. A lot of the Gentiles are not melanated. Most of the Gentiles are not melanated. We know this. Ham. It just said that he was the father of the dark races. Didn't it say that? Okay. And it already, it already gave you all of the, um, the areas that he was, right? He's the progenitor of all of those. He is the progenitor, except for the Negroes. So if it ain't Shem, I mean, excuse me, if it ain't Japheth, that's not of the Negroes. Remember, he, Ham is the progenitor of the dark races. All those races, even though it's not a race, all those nations I just told you, except for the Negroes. Uh-huh. Except for the Negroes. And it says that Japheth went to the Isle of the Gentiles. Then who's left? Shem. And Shem is the Negroes. If it ain't Japheth, it's only three sons. If Ham is the progenitor of the dark races, except for the, uh, for the Negroes, and Japheth went to the Isle of the, of the uh, Gentile slash Hebrews, then there's only one left and that's Shem. Shem is the Negroes. Do your homework, people. This ain't coming from me. It's from a dictionary that Jewish people put together. That's what it says. And I'm gonna tell you something else. Shem, there's no Semites. It's Shemites. Because they from Shem. Because if you're saying, okay, they say Semites. Now, now I'm back on the um, social construct. If they saying Semites, if you look up the word Semite, it's anybody from that, um, that Middle Eastern region. So you could be talking about anybody. Anybody of any color 
between melanated and not melanated, you can talk about anybody, is a Semite. But the real word is Shemite, from Shem, who are the Negroes. They can't be nobody else. And who's in Shem's line? Who's the Negroes? Think about it. I'm going to leave that to you. I'm, I'm moving on. Now, like I said, it was only three people that they described in the Old Testament and in the book of Enoch. So in the Old Testament, this is what they said in regards to somebody who's ruddy. Because ruddy is not a social construct white. It's not white. Is red. They call it red. If you're melanated and they call you red, you're not like you would you would say lighter skin, but you're still from a melanated nation. That's what they call them, red, ruddy or red. That's what they say. And this is what it says. Um, the dictionary that I just said, the uh, the Zan Varan, the Zan, excuse me, Zander Varan dictionary says for ruddy a word used to refer to as red complexion in contrast to the darker skin of the hebrews now why would it say hebrews why they are different types of melanated people you already know that i don't have to explain that to you i do not have to explain that to you and in the Old Testament, everybody that they discussed in their Old Testament was melanated. Every last one of them. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to read 1 Samuel. And this is in regards to David. 16, 10, and 12. Again, Jesse, this is David's, um, this is David's father. This is after David killed Goliath. Okay. Oh, sorry. This is before David killed Goliath. Sorry, David, before he killed Goliath, um, Samuel, who was a prophet, a major prophet, went, Yah told him to go to, um, go to Jesse and get one of the sons. It was a bunch of sons and it was all mighty men of valor, except for David. <laughs> he was the runt of the letter. <laughs> okay. And he used to watch the flocks. So this is, this is what I'm reading to you. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, because Samuel's looking for him. And Samuel said unto Jesse, the most high have not chosen these. He's looking at all the mighty men. and Because ah. remember, when y'all do something, nobody can't question it. So if, if somebody's coming to kill, um, you know, because they get ready to go to war, and they already know that these people's giants, um, Goliath was a giant. Well, he was of the line of the giants. So they know they was going to be killing them. Um, they know they was going to be fighting them. He needed somebody. So um, all of Jesse's sons was big and huge, except for David. David was the little runt that used to watch over the flock and, and keep the flock from the animals killing, the, killing his flock. So that's what David was. Like David, you didn't even hardly see David. But anyway... Okay, so Samuel, um, Samuel's saying, you know, where's the sons? Where are they? And he's looking at all the sons, all the big burly sons that's ready for war. And he's like, no, then I, I don't want none of them. I don't want them. So Samuel is saying to Jesse, are here all thy children? Are these, is this all you got? 
and um and Jesse's like, and he said, There remaineth yet a youngest, and behold, he keeps he keepeth the sheep. Again, the King James. So I'm just gonna break it down in regular language. Yeah, there's I got a young son, but you know, he watches over the sheep. And then Samuel said to Jesse, Well, then go get him. Okay, and I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna stand right here until you go get him. We ain't even gonna sit down yet. Go get him. So they go get him. And he brought him back. He said, here, now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and a, um, a beautiful look to him. And the Most High said, arise and anoint him, for this is he. The Most High told Samuel, this, this, this little one right here, that's the one. That's what I want. That one right there. And that's the one who killed Goliath. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell you about the ruddy, because like I said, um, everybody was melanated. Some was darker than other people, like now. I mean, it's nothing new under the sun. It's the same thing. So there's one more thing I want to say before I sign off. And I know this was a long lesson, but I needed you to understand what the social construct is. This is the problem. Oh, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but oh, I, I might as well say it. Um, this is the problem between people now. There's so many words and there's so many tools that's used to divide people that shouldn't be, um, there shouldn't be a division. There should be respect. Even if you don't like somebody, you should respect them. The term, and it's a metaphor, live and let live. Remember, you're not the, you are not the mightiest in the world. You don't have the power to, um, or you was not given the power to allow somebody else to live. As y'all made you, y'all made other people too. You don't have to like or even love somebody to allow them to be who they are, as long as they don't invade your space. But we see that there's certain nations that continue to um, do as their ancestors have done. And that is to bogart people, to bully them, to conquer them, to want them to conform, to police them, to do all this other stuff. And it shouldn't be that way. And there's going to come a time, well, Yah says everything is going to be held against them. All your actions, all your works, everything is going to be held against you. Because people are saying, oh yeah, I love and this and that. They saying things with their mouths, but what their actions is doing is not congruent. And it's going to be held against them. So that's the only thing I'm saying in regards to um, the social construct of white and black. The social construct of white and black is a tool to divide people. It is. And once we move past this tool of division, maybe <clears throat> people could start acting like they real humans. And humanity is something having um, just like the fruits of the spirit having self-control, having self-respect, having respect for others, abiding by the laws, precepts, commands of the most high, respecting people, not killing them, not doing horrible, despicable things to them as their ancestors have done. And this is the point of this lesson. Now, the last thing I want to say, there's two things that I want to say, and this, it comes from the scriptures. And the first thing is 1 John one and nine. And it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us 
our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's exactly right. Turn from your wicked ways, everybody, because time is running out. And all this social construct that humans are living by today is not right. Most of the, pe most of the things that, um, that are into law and, and all the door whistles and all this, all this crazy stuff that's happening, you're wrong, you're doing wrong. And you're gonna pay for it. And the scriptures say that. The scriptures say that. This is the last one and then I'm gonna uh, be it for this lesson. The last one is Jeremiah and Jeremiah is a major prophet. And this is what he says. And what he, his book has not fully come to fruition yet. So I will read this to you and then I'm gonna sign off. Jeremiah 16 and 19 says, O most high, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction the Gentiles shall come into thee from the ends of the earth and they shall say, surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanities and things wherein there is no profit. I wanna leave you with that scripture and know that everything you do is gonna be held against you, everything. So turn from your wicked ways and leave these wicked social constructs alone. Like I said, the Most High said, come out of her, and he's talking about the world. He's saying, if you are a friend of the world, you're not a friend of his. Look at all the wicked stuff that's happening. Look at all the rules and regulations that the world makes to divide people, to hurt them, to conquer them, to kill them. That's not right. It's time to turn from your wicked ways, people who are listening to this uh, message. And I hope that this message edifies you. I hope that you learn something from this message because when we get into how the devil fools the whole world, you should have an idea by all the rest of these lessons that I taught because it's gonna get real intricate. And with that, I say until next time. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.